podcast about something what are we about again science stem and silly stories are you sure we we haven't recorded in a while i was thinking we could just change it to chocolate chocolate (laughs) just chocolate based stories there's probably some scientific stories about chocolate yeah i ate so much chocolate lots of people have studied the health benefits (laughs) of chocolate We we could get into that all right, so hold on. Matt, you said you had a ton of chocolate last week. I want to know about it. I mean, this week. <laughs> this week? Yeah. I was just, I, I don't have chocolate that often, and I got it for my birthday. And, like, I just, it's just so good. It's all gone now, so I don't really know what to do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> You're back to a chocolateless existence. What do I, what do, I do without chocolate? What is life? Uh, you see, as a gainfully employed adult. You can buy your own chocolate. I know. You can, but... Why were you uh, not eating enough chocolate before? (laughs) I guess I was just... You know, I didn't realize I was missing chocolate in my life, you know? Something you just don't pay attention to every day, like like how the earth is flat, you know? It's just the way it is, you know? Not there yet. (laughs) Not there yet. yet. (laughs) How much chocolate is enough chocolate, though? Is it ever enough? I don't think I've ever had enough chocolate. I don't think I've ever eaten chocolate and been like, that was enough. So you guys may or may not remember, but um, beginning of college, more towards the end of the freshman year, uh, I got, I was, I was a little, I was a little chunky, a little chunkier than I normally <laughs> am. And uh, I think part of that came from my uh, eating philosophy. Now, Jack, you were my roommate, so you might remember this. But uh, around Easter, oh, I remember, I got a bunch of chocolate, as you know, as yeah. is what happens. And my philosophy and your, was your method of getting rid of it <laughs> was just to eat it very quickly. <laughs> so instead of you know spacing it out, which is the smarter plan, I was like, hey, if I eat it all within a few days. Then it'll be gone. Yeah, and, and then you it. won't be tempted to eat chocolate. <laughs> exactly. You might overload your system, and then like some of it won't be stored; it'll just pass through. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't think we introduced ourselves. We did not. Uh, I <laughs> we didn't even really introduce the show oh, very well. <laughs> well. You gotta bring the story. Who are to we? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, basically, I got skinnier again. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good strategy. You would do it again. Good. So in the would recommend. I'm not saying they're directly correlated, but I am saying that is what happened. That sounds scientific <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> speaking of science, science. Uh, because <laughs> speaking of science, we are apartment five. We are a podcast about science, STEM, and silly stories. Uh, if you couldn't tell from that uh, opening bit, we're four former college roommates who all majored in science-related disciplines, and now we're doing a podcast together. Uh, my name's Robbie. My name's Moeyo T. Matt. Okay, no. 
I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> try to be poetic. Here. Let's, you know, let's bring it bat. back a bit. What did you even say? Moiety. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I is think it, you offended some culture just now. Is that no? It's, is that English? It's it's old English. Old I'm trying to get back to my roots. Okay. Are your roots in Shakespeare? It is Throwback yes. Thursday, so you're you're throwing it real far back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwback to the Victorian era. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> bringing back the golden years. Exactly. Well, I'm Spencer, and my name is Jack. Hi, Jack. Oh, hey. hey. Good you to be here. You left me a. That that delay it, it made me question things. I was like, "Oh, is he going to say Jack? Is he going to say something else?" I was, you know, I had a lot of options going through my mind. I go by many names, but I decided to go with Jack. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to disclose your other names here, or by fear of, you know, the other connections will link back to you somehow. You know. Yeah, I was afraid I would tear a, a hole in space time and create a black hole. Okay, Usador. Just looking after everybody. <laughs> Very powerful names. <laughs> you already swear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes was... a lot of effort to edit out. <laughs> Just write, write note to self. Uh, <laughs> well, we still have that. We don't have the explicit tag on iTunes yet. So as far as I'm concerned, we're doing something right. That's right. Or something wrong. I don't know. Potentially. Maybe we could just start swearing all the time, and then we get all the viewers. I heard a rumor that if you swear too much, your mouth starts to glow. No. I wonder why that would be. I gotta run some experiments. Science, man. Science. Speaking of glowing... Guys, <laughs> do you want to know my story? Is your I mouth would glowing love to right hear now? Your story, your no, your mouth my story. Actually, oh, dude, you want to hear my mouth story? Oh, give it to I don't know if I'm ready for that, but let's do this one. We would definitely get the explicit tag if I told you my mouth story. Anyway, <laughs> save that for the post show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can tell us about the German nightclub then, and I can tell yeah. you my mouth story. Sounds like a okay. plan. Anyway, so let's talk about my uh, the story I have for today. So because we haven't recorded in a while, obviously the first story I have when back is about birds, to the surprise of no one. Speaking of which, did you guys get my Snapchat today? Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, uh... I deleted Snapchat. You deleted Snapchat? <gasps> hold on, we gotta yeah, put the story on pause. <laughs> yeah, hold on. The story. Jack. <laughs> yeah, I deleted Snapchat, because I think it's the worst social media platform that exists. What could be the worst about a platform designed for sending nudes? That is, that's a good point. <laughs> but that's the point, like, the, the whole purpose of social media is to, like, send things so other people will see them, and, like, we use it as like a communication method so if you send me something and i didn't read it correctly the first time i it's gone forever <laughs> mm. Mm. and it has been consistently like the worst way of trying to communicate with me so i just got rid of it yeah 
have you uh like supplemented you know yeah. your, now you don't have that snapchat anymore you gonna get in that instagram game or you know no i have Twitter? a social media that too. platform that works more for you yeah what are you doing with your life man <laughs> i i've tried them all i tried twitter i deleted that i tried instagram i deleted that i'm i'm stuck on facebook i know the connotations behind it i know people think that what's the the content is garbage but in reality it's like it is in my opinion the superior social media platform in terms of capabilities in terms of capabilities 100 percent, it's the best one but in terms of like in terms of content, it is very bad. Sure, but it's also and, something and that, and that's all just of my, my friends opinion. have. That's true. So, like, I mean, yeah, Facebook is really like the default. Has social media? Anyone checked on MySpace in a while? <laughs> <laughs> I'd go back to MySpace. MySpace is more of like a, a music platform now. Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, that's what I thought they, they were going for at they first. They shifted too. their business model because they're like, we're not going to be Facebook. They're always going to be more popular than us. So they like really kind of catered it towards like bands and like artists. And so it's like amongst bands and artists, it's yeah. usable. And the guy, yeah. the guy who started MySpace, sold it and made so much money. And so he he definitely made the right decision in the end. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's still around. But anyway, beaks. <laughs> Let's get our beaks wet here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so getting to the story. So, back in January, there was an English ornithologist named Jamie Dunning, uh, and he made a pretty interesting discovery. He discovered that puffins, their bills light up when exposed to a UV light. Now, you might be thinking, alright, big whoop, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm going to get to that. He said that he discovered it by accident, and it was he was just curious about it since there's another bird called the crested auklet. Uh, which is in the same family as puffins, and they have those types of glowing beaks. Or should I say they glow when exposed to a UV light. So one day in his lab, uh, I like this part. So one day in the lab, which he described as troubling, uh, he took a puffin carcass, you know, as as you just have, uh, and he shined do. a UV, as you do, and he shined a UV light on it and discovered that the lamella in the Sierra uh, which on the puffin, if you look at a picture of a puffin, they're the two yellow ridges on the beak. And they glowed, kind of like a glow stick. And there's just, I mm. feel like in that one statement, there's a lot to unpack. So first off, in this dude's lab, when he was having a tough day, he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to shine a UV light on a dead bird. Which that's, I mean, like... That's totally what I'd do to cheer up. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not the, my first thing I would go to. But, you know, to each their own. Puffin's already dead, I guess. I wonder if he was into some, like, weird photography. Oh, that, you know, that weird carcass photography? You know, I was imagining yeah. that he found this out by, like, he just had, like, a dance club full of, like, puffins. And had those <laughs> UV lights, you know? Like, those glow-in-the-dark ones. And I thought that's, like, everybody just had their beaks lit up. Now, that's a club I'd go to. Yeah. But I'm just... 
Yeah. So uh, another thing to note that their bills, this isn't just, you know, reflection. This is true fluorescence. So there's something about the bill that's absorbing UV light and then re-emitting it that we can see under that type of exposure. But at the moment, we don't really know why, uh, why it does that. No. It's okay, Jack. Is this... Oh, this is very recent. This is in January. What What about the date? I was going to say, is this very... Has he just not gotten a chance to uh, kind of explore further why? Well, I mean, science takes time, Spencer. I, I understand. I mean, I if I was going to uh, assume... If I'm if I was a betting man, I would probably guess it's just some compound in the beak. In fact, I'm a hundred percent sure that why that is. But uh, it's just a matter of we don't really know what specifically. Hmm. So I bet it's chocolate. But, but why? <laughs> so it's news to us. But for the puffins, you know, this is just kind of how they look. I mean, you don't really assume anything out of it, even though it's a novelty to us. And actually, this is an interesting point. So humans, we see colors in a mix of red, blue, and green light. And from that, we see all the colors that we're able to perceive. But birds are tetrachromatic, meaning there's another fourth color of light that's thrown into the mix. And this is a color that, due to our eyes and our brains, that we can't comprehend or even understand. Which I just think it's crazy. Can't they see, well, some birds see, like, ultraviolet? Yeah, no, and that's that's part of it. Because uh, obviously there's a ultraviolet conf- uh, a factor to the way their bills are. My favorite color is ultraviolet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look that way to them, but uh, to us, that's how it looks. But to them, it's a color that we don't even understand. We can't even begin to understand. There are people who can see ultraviolet light. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not like far into the spectrum, but they can see a little bit of it. Yeah. They can see like a purplish like tint on things when like UV light's present. Huh. Well, I guess in that case, this is probably just a more extreme version of that. Yeah. 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 Or like for puffins, or like it might just be like natural, whereas in humans, it's just like a, a very like rare occurrence. Yeah. And, you know, it might not even be accurate to say an amplified version of that. It could be something totally different. Yeah. Um, something we don't just don't understand. And the, and the craziest thing is that's not even the most colors that can be perceived in the animal kingdom. Uh, do you guys know about mantis shrimp? Yeah, they have like four times as many color receptors as us, don't they? They have 16 types of color receptive cones in their eyes. We only have three. They have 16. Oh, wow. So there's the 16. Presumably, there's those 16 colors that they perceive. And then like the in-betweens. So, you know, like we see we have red cones, we have blue cones. And then from that, we see purple. For them, they have all these cones and then everything in between. They can see things in ways that we don't even understand. Yeah, I was actually my bet was on my bet was on the butterfly. Because there's this one butterfly that has 15 different photoreceptors. Um, so you got me there with the shrimp. But yeah, I mean, it's a little ridiculous why they need so many photoreceptors. Because yeah. they only operate with, I think they can see UV and like color spectrum. 
but I'm I'm reading this now on this science article, but they were talking about how like the benefit of having like multi like that many type of photoreceptors could be a reason they suggest is that they can see slight variations in color and can be very alert to changes. And mm-hmm. like, for example, like the male butterfly can like tell when like his rivals showing up because he's has different colored wings or whatever. And then he, he can fight them off like in a sky battle, like a dog fight. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Butterfly dog <laughs> fight. I don't, I don't even know if I want to Google that. No. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the kids are into this day. <laughs> yeah. So like I was saying before, for the puffin, the bill doesn't glow like how we see it when it's under a UV light, but it's showing a color that only the other birds can see. Okay, side note, there's a YouTube video called Butterfly Fight Each Other in Flight. Oh, Alright, you're gonna it? need to drop you're gonna need to drop that URL to uh <laughs> So we can see it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it in the uh, the podcast. Put it in the description. <laughs> yeah. Now we're no. we're not condoning violence on this show, but if no. two butterflies are already fighting, you okay. mean you might as well film if it. If that's the natural world just doing its thing, why fight it? You know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the. Puffins have this trait for their bill where it has this uh, ultraviolet uh, quality to it, but not all birds do. So that means that this quality must be of some use to the puffins. So it it's the result of just thousands and thousands of years of sexual selection. So a species-wide trait like this isn't just an accident. There must be some kind of benefit. And even if it just means that you're going to get one more Snapchat uh, from the opposite sex. Obviously, this is a trait that puffins want to have. Yeah, now they just have to download the app. Yeah. And they'll be one step more socially adept than Jack. <laughs> Guys, I'm watching that video right now, and it's like, it's got some pretty intense music. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from a video about butterflies dueling it out. <laughs> <laughs> you should check it out it's pretty cool maybe not right now <laughs> <laughs> we can take a pause break to go watch it <laughs> so <laughs> if we're good on that uh the next logical step from seeing the carcass glow in ultraviolet was to see it in the wild so to do this uh dunning 3d printed special sunglasses to put on the birds while they were tagging them so they could shine a light on them without damaging the bird's eyes uh and i love this quote and i'm gonna say this in the voice i assume he said it in uh in a quote he said this felt like the obvious thing to do we've actually had some (laughs) printed in the shape of aviators just for the fun of it so yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean you might as well might as well make it look cool and if you look, if you well. look on the next page in the notes, there's actually a picture of the puffin wearing the glasses. That is so great. That looks like such a cool puffin. I will, I will put this picture on the Facebook group when this episode finally goes up. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. This, go check this out could our be like a new. Yeah, this could be a new meme. Honestly, we could, we I'm surprised it. it's not. This is the first time I saw it when I was researching this story. This is like a this is a quality image. 
Yeah. You think you think the internet would run with it more. Science puffin. But I guess I guess the bulk of the meme community isn't looking at puffin research. When they should be. When they should be, yeah. For sure. Cutting edge stuff. Yeah. So that's my story. <laughs> uh do you want to talk about it anymore or do we want to just rate this and move on? I said we just rate it. Alright. I'm gonna rate it one giant yellow pair of puffin aviators. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna rate it three mildly suggestive Snapchats. <laughs> I'm gonna rate it more than 16 different kinds of photoreceptors. Nice. I'm gonna rate it a nice boring day in the lab, which you suddenly make exciting by shining UV light on dead puffins. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that photo, is it dead? No, that's the live one, right? <laughs> no, the, li- the live one is wearing the glasses. No, that's, uh, that's why it's wearing the glasses, so he doesn't damage its eyes with the UV light. Yeah, because they care. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like you would, you would put that on a dead. You could do like a weekend at Birdies with like puppies. <laughs> puppies. <laughs> weekend of puppies. Weekend of puppies. Yeah. You just put the sunglasses uh, on and you know just flap his wings around. Eyes. Weekend at puffs. I don't even think I've seen that. Actually, that's in a movie, isn't it? I'm so uncultured. Weekend what, Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah. I've it only is, seen, like, you I just, know... I just thought of a better one. Weekend at Birdie's. Oh, oh, Jack. You brought that back. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where it's at. Weekend at Birdie's. Bird's the word. <laughs> Get your beak wet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline. Guys, we should start making movies instead of podcasts. <laughs> uh, Get your beak wet. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep out the word beak. so wait you just bleeped it out when you were explaining it too yeah maybe yeah i don't know we'll see how adventurous i'm feeling uh who knows maybe i'll be the one editing this episode when i finally learn yeah we'll see maybe this can be your your trial episode i'm just gonna leave every swear in well please don't do that (laughs) no i won't he's gonna leave all the beaks in though yeah (laughs) leave all those beaks you could totally turn those all into swears. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So in lieu of a second story, I wanted to bring up a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, our good friend, Matt White, informed us- Friend of the show. Who, yeah, who you know. He's He's been featured on the show before. Yeah, he's, he's uh, been a guest. He's been a guest. Friend of the show, friend of us, actually. <laughs> yeah, best friend of 20 years for me. Um, informed me that he works with a person- who legitimately believes that the earth is flat. Now, which given Matt's job surprises me. Yeah. You think everyone that he works with be, would be pretty scientifically literate. You would think. Yeah, especially cuz he works with like solar energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that industry I can see. I mean I I have some coworkers that have some questions about evolution. But that's also very strange for working in a bio industry. Hey, you work in a bio lab. <laughs> yeah. I, it, but anyway, it makes no sense to me. Um, so anyway, I thought that we might 
go through and try and debunk some of the most common um, arguments against uh, globes and maybe some of the main reasons we know that the Earth is actually round. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of your students believe the Earth is flat? No, they like to joke about it, though. <laughs> maybe they're not joking. <laughs> it's fine to joke about it until you're serious, and then it's a problem. So the first main thing that most people talk about is that, it, that, I mean, the very obvious, you look down, you look at the ground, you look around yourself, and it looks pretty flat, right? It doesn't look like it's curving very much. It's not like you, you look and you're like, oh, I'm clearly standing on top of a ball right now. You can even put a ball on the ground and it doesn't roll away. That's right. Yeah, it just stays right there. Unless um, you're on a hill. Guys, I think I might be a flat earther now. <laughs> That argument just makes that, sense to it me. Just, yeah, that argument. Um, but, like, think about this. If you zoom in closely enough on any shape in the universe, it'll eventually look flat. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, like, if people use the argument, it's like, oh, well, you know, if you're if you use a basketball for an example... Like, yeah, you can see a basketball is round because we're standing back looking at it. But if we shrunk down to an appropriate size, like com comparing the earth to a basketball. Like, honey, I shrunk the flat earthers. Yeah, it's going to look flat. That's just how it is. <laughs> when there is sense. something so immensely larger than yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we actually use that technique in engineering a lot. If you have like this like weird shape and you're like... I'm going to need some crazy mathematical model to model this shape. You're just like, eh, all I care about is this little part. So you just zoom in enough and you're like, I can just treat it as a linear equation now. <laughs> it works yeah. well. Like, you can kind of treat it as flat if you're, if you're talking about small distances. But eventually, when you're, when you're looking at like the grand scale of, you know, how we live on the Earth... You have to have some concept of it being round to really understand it. Matt also mentioned to me something that his, his friend or coworker said about an experiment that someone did um, by about shining a laser across the water um, and perceiving the laser on another shore. And like, I don't know, I, I haven't seen this story. He said it was from a documentary that I haven't seen. But apparently they they had proved that if the Earth was round, it should have been at a different angle. Something like that, which is a good experiment. That like that makes a lot of sense. But there are so many reasons that light bends. It's not that like light always goes in a straight path. Um, yeah, what body of water was this shown into? I don't know. I wish I had the specifics. But like there are so many other reasons that light would bend and i wish i had this yeah thing. i wish i knew exactly what he was talking about but like there's so many variables in that yeah if you ever look at like pavement on a hot day it looks like like things are wavy it looks like you're looking through like water or something like that and that's because like as the the air heats up it refracts the light back and forth um causing it to bend and something similar to that could be happening when they're trying to run this experiment, like shooting a laser across the water. Also, like, they might not have a good enough precision to really figure out what they're talking about. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I had more information on their experiment. In relation to bodies of water, you can always 
what they did like in ancient times when you know they figured out the earth was round after a while is that ships would you know disappear over the horizon like you'd have a really powerful telescope trying to and you'd be watching the ship and it would look like it's sinking yeah and that's just because it's it's going around if you have a really powerful you know telescope yeah and we'll we'll get to the the ways we know the earth is round soon i just wanted to yeah i wanted to bring up some of the the main arguments against it yeah i just you know we talk about bodies of water yeah but yeah also with the refracting light water itself refracts light so water I don't know, itself like, does what, yeah what kind of body of water they're using but if there's like waves crashing and it's shooting like water spray into the air if the laser's passing through that water the water is going to refract the light. That's right. That's yeah. like when, it, when you look into like a pool or something and like things look like shifted, you can put like a pencil and just like break it in the plane of a water. And if you look through the side, it'll look like the pencil's not straight. It's because water yeah. reflects the light. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other reasons people think it's flat. General distrust in science. Yeah, that's the the big one that bothers me, is that people just like people believe that there's like this conspiracy of like all these people that are just trying to convince everyone that the Earth is flat. But like, what do they have to gain from convincing everyone in the world that it is round when it's actually flat? Everything, everything. It's a marketing thing. <laughs> How is it marketing? The Earth is- <laughs> They're just trying to sell T-shirts. <laughs> The right. Back, yeah. The backside of the Earth is just this really exclusive nightclub because it's always <laughs> night there. So it's where it's where all the VIPs hang out. I can't confirm or deny that I've been there. There's there's spewing <laughs> Germans. There's puffins wearing aviators. It's crazy. It's lit. <laughs> so here's another reason we know that that's that the conspiracy theory theory is crazy because like. The images that NASA releases, um, th- those are the images that people think are faked. They they think that people went into Photoshop and just made a bunch of round images out of flat ones. But if you look at what it actually takes for NASA to release images and how much money it costs them and all of the paperwork, there is nobody in the world that has enough money to maintain this lie when they have to create all these fake images. Like, they... The paperwork and the money alone would be enough to for them to say, like, no, no way, we're not doing that. And I mean, also the International Space Station does have a live feed of the right. Earth. And right. so it's really hard to Photoshop in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, people, to be devil's advocate, people would believe that it's a prefabricated video, that it's not really live. Yeah, but... I mean, if you're looking at it when there's like a storm or something going on, you can see the storm. Like if there's a hurricane, you can look and you can see the hurricane on the live feed. Yeah. I'm just saying if I was a flat earther, that wouldn't be enough to convince me. The one thing I'm curious about is if Earth is flat, is it a disk or is it a square? Nah, it's a disk. They believe it's a disk, right? Yeah, most people believe it is quite frisbee-like. It's a Because I'm just thinking, you know, just another basic thing is like being on a plane. Like if you're on a very long flight from, I don't, I don't know. Let's say, um, Boston to San Francisco. 
Well, what I was going to I was going to say something where you'd have to pass over like two oceans because uh. in where it would be cut off if it was a circle, the path would be completely different. You know what I mean? I'm um, not I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you're flying two oceans? Or can it just be one big one? <laughs> <laughs> one really big ocean. What I mean like yeah. What if you're flying from like the UK to Hawaii? That's that's what I was saying. I, I was actually just gonna say like, what about from like Boston to Australia? You know, depending on where the cutoff is on the circle, a straight line trajectory wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean? Which would also mean that all of the airlines are in on this conspiracy as well. Nah. So what I've read about how they believe the Earth is just like flat is they believe that it's like a like a disc and the entire perimeter of the disc is Antarctica. Right. So like if you take a globe and just cut it out, all the planes and stuff, nothing flies over Antarctica. And so that's why like the planes wouldn't have to be like in on it. And you can just do straight line flights just like over the the North Pole. But I'm not sure that the path that we see planes take on a map would line up the same way if they were flying on a disc. That's kind of what I was trying to get at, because depending on where, because if you think, okay, so Earth is a sphere, we know it's a sphere, but if you're going to flatten it out to a disc, depending on what point you unfurl it from, it totally changes the like layout of everything on the disc which is why i was saying before like it would be so much longer to go all the way around the side of this circle than going you know just from point a yeah. to point b yeah. especially if they were in more northern regions you know what i mean yeah so you're talking like those maps that look like an orange peel with all this like the slices out of it yeah you know yeah. what i'm talking about because you can't just take a sphere and flatten it it just doesn't work like that it just doesn't like work crazy like that. stretched parts yeah. Makes like a ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like a ninja star. Or like an orange peel, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> like an orange peel. We are trying peel. to paint as many different pictures for this hypothetical as we can. Do you need more visuals? It's like, a, it's like a watermelon that you cut apart and have all the line laying out flat. It's like a flower with petals yeah. and stuff. What I don't understand about the flat earth theory is what do they think the seasons are? Because yeah. the seasons we That's have a is a point. direct result of us being spherical. Because like, because we're a sphere and we're tilted on an, an axis, as the Earth revolves around the sun, just there's a point on the globe or on the Earth that's closer to the sun than the rest of the Earth. And that's when that's happening that summer. And then on the like opposite side... Of the Earth's orbit around the sun, there's a part of the Earth that's the farthest from the sun, and they're in winter. And so if everything's just like a flat plane, how do different areas of that plane have? Well, I mean, say you're, you know, you have the disc, right? And say the disc itself is tilted and spun in a similar, you know, how Earth, you know, Earth has a rotation. So the Earth is a flat disc that's revolving around the sun? Right, so like yeah. a dish flying through space. Yeah, like a saucer, like tilted. But that wouldn't work space. either. Be yeah. Because if it was just a flat disk that faced the sun, 
it would always be daytime everywhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, most of the models i've seen are like it shows the flat disc and it has like a a, like a sun kind of going around in a circle and that's that's how it works and the only way that you could have so they also believe that the earth is the center of the galaxy or the center of the solar system i don't know i feel like those two have to be connected like you can't believe that we're revolving around the sun while simultaneously believing the earth is flat yeah yeah because there's so many like weather and natural phenomena just don't make sense anymore. i would think that too but i have not found any flat earth theories that say we are the center of the universe but how they're not that pretentious what about do flat earthers believe every planet is flat <laughs> just what about just or literally just the earth how does that make sense also what is their what is their understanding of gravity the reason everything is spherical is because of gravity on a fixed point. So why, how would they, how would they justify that? Yeah, because like going on with like gravity and stuff, we have like satellites and everything. If the Earth was yeah. flat, satellites wouldn't work at all. Yeah, so the whole thing would they like just sit back and forth. Yeah, but then what's keeping them crashing from crashing into the Earth? What keeps satellites from crashing into the Earth? is that they're moving, like, sideways, and so they're pulled in by Earth's gravity, but they're moving sideways, so they're they're actually, like, slowly falling back towards the Earth, but because the majority of their motion is, like, in the sideways direction, their, like, their fall is delayed, like, so long that it takes, like, a hundred years for a satellite to fall back to Earth, which is why we just had, like, China, one of China's satellites just, like, crash in the ocean, like, a couple weeks ago. It was this big news thing, so, like, it could hit like land yeah i heard about that it's because like that's been up in space for like 50 years and it's just it's slowly falling back down yeah and in rea- in theory you can have a satellite that will never come back down you just got to get the orbit right yeah yeah which is very hard to do because you're setting the orbit from a rocket right let let me just say right now that if i'm killed by a roaming satellite it's okay. That's how I want it to go. <laughs> I can't think of a more noble death. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be okay with satellite death. It's just like, think of that story at your wake. It's like, oh, like, he died of old age. Oh, he died of illness. This dude was mauled by a satellite. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get better than that. You'd be, you could- you'd be one in a million at least. You way oh my god, that. way more. Your way family would also probably get a pretty good settlement from whichever government satellite killed you. Oh yeah. Yeah, so your family would be rich. <laughs> I'm just I could just picture like friends of the grieving family. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, but also nice. <laughs> and they're just like, nice. <laughs> nice. I was thinking if you threw a satellite up if the earth is flat. And you threw it up and it was like in a spiral around the disc and it slowly came down, you know, mm. and everything is just pulled down. We didn't even talk about weather. Like how, how like would weather phenomena? Yeah. yeah. So like if <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a good example of this or a good hypothetical. I mean, like the Gulf Stream, basically, and like how hurricanes are formed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Would a a hurricane just keep going and then ultimately just go off the side and just like like a sad frisbee just tumble off? (laughs) A sad frisbee. Just like wah wah. Yeah. Because hurricanes don't exist in like cold waters. So believe in Antarctica is the edge, no hurricane would like go that way. Do you think that like flat earthers believe in global warming? Probably not. I mean, global climate change, but yeah, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, probably not. Because if that they did, then what would they? How would they I explain the ice away if it melted away? What would be on the other side? If you don't believe in science enough to believe that the Earth is like a sphere, you're not going to believe in the science that the Earth is heating up because of like greenhouse gas emissions. <laughs> but you'll use the equations designed by science. <laughs> To build rockets. That's not science. <laughs> Those are just equations. <laughs> I don't believe now this is, ju- this is just an assumption. This isn't based off of anything. But I'm guessing if you made a Venn diagram of people who think the earth is flat and people that think vaccines cause autism, I'm thinking the middle is probably, yeah, probably a lot larger than you think it is. I think there, it would be yeah. a giant blue circle that says dumb people. <laughs> No, it's probably just a, I'm. I think like half the population of people that are flat earthers are uh, just doing it for the lulls and just trying to get a stir in people. Yeah, but there's also trolls. a lot of legitimately like dumb people that really believe this. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of lies will eventually be true. To them, know? I want to close this conversation with a few ways you can actually do some tests on your own. Um, yeah. First, I want you to get in your car. Right now, you're a flat earther. If you're if you believe the earth is flat and you're listening to this right now, go get in your car, drive to the ocean, to one of the coasts, either the east or west coast. Drive. I know we have so many listeners the on ocean. the west coast. We don't want to commit murder here. <laughs> and um, I just want you to go and point to Europe because the earth is flat and you should be able to see it, right? Yeah, but you can't though. You can't, and you know but why? That's not- that's not because the Earth is round. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> yes, it is. It's No, it's because there's stuff in the air. There's moisture and stuff in the air, so you can't see far. Like, you can go to, like, the mountains of southern New Hampshire, and you should be able to see, like, Boston, because you're higher, and you have, like, a clear line view of it, but you can't because there's moisture and pollutants in the air that you can't see through it. Also, my eyes aren't very good. If you had, like, a powerful telescope, you would be able to see something. Even if you go to the mountains, Spencer, there are places where you can see to the horizon. You know yeah, I mean? on it, certain days. Other yeah. days you go there and you can't. So there are certain days where you should be able to see really, really, really far, but you can't. Well, I'm just saying, if you're telling people to go to the ocean and you should be able to see Europe, if it's cloudy, they were not going to be able to see Europe anyway. <laughs> There there should be a day. There's there's a doing. hole in your argument that can be poked, and I'm just poking it. <laughs> so if you're planning on driving out there, make sure you, you know, make a day trip out of it. Um, yeah. you know, take a pack week. Some maybe one of those days it will be clear enough where you can see a really long way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one ever said science was easy. Yeah. Sometimes you really pack gotta put tent, the time in. Get a sleeping bag, you know, right. get a cooler of food. So the point is, there is a limit to how far you can see, and part and the reason for that is because of 
the horizon. You can't see past the horizon um, on a clear day, mind you. Um, and the higher you go, the further you can see. And the reason for that is because the Earth is round. Um, experiment number two, and this isn't really an experiment. Um, let's say you want to do some land navigation. So you go to the store, you go to the bookstore right now, and you go buy a book on land navigation. And in that book, it accounts for the curvature of the Earth. When you're navigating, it depends on how high up above the ground you are um, and how far out you can see to the horizon how you navigate. And this has been known for many hundreds of years now. So this is nothing new. Uh, and that is actually used. I found a source earlier today. It was like a military website about navigation that references Earth curvature in it. So they tell this to people for practical reasons. Now, let's say all that was bogus. Look up into the sky. Find one other flat substance something flat <laughs> out there <laughs> anything that is flat you won't find it because everything is round everything is spherical every star every planet everything all the moons all the moons are all spheres yeah everything's a sphere we are not that special um well actually not all moons are spheres some are just like big rocky bunches right yeah it, i mean if you want to get technical like we aren't even technically a sphere. We're a little bit um, yeah. We're oval, elliptical. Aren't we? Yeah, elliptical. That's it. Yeah, but um, for the for the most part, we're we're effectively spherical. Um, yeah. Now, let's say that you're like okay, but none of that makes any sense to me. I still think the Earth is flat. Well, then go grab a boat and find the edge of the Earth. <laughs> Because no, no one has found it yet. If you can go find it, you will be the one to prove the Earth is flat. Yeah, but you'd have to go to Antarctica for that. You'll have to go to Antarctica. And the governments don't let you go to Antarctica. That's why there's no country there, because they've divided it. All the countries decided together, you know, that Wait a this second. is the border. I just the, thought of... I just thought of another thing to debunk this theory based on my own athletic background. <laughs> so if, Antart if Antarctica is the ice wall, then how is there a marathon in Antarctica? It would be on top of the wall. And there's no way that would be the case. That's true. I'm also just going to offer another idea for uh, people who want to test uh, if the Earth is flat or not. Just, um, just stop being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's not That's really a, a test to do. It's just it's just a it's just a thing to try to be. That's a good one. <laughs> do we want to rate this or <laughs> should we just let it I mean, kind of go? It's not like I had an article or anything. Yeah. I was just like, let's Story. just yeah. talk Story. about these dumb people. How would my how would uh, like the uh, magnetic poles work? Because there wouldn't be poles if it was you know flat. How would you? Yeah, the 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 underway the way we understand magnetism wouldn't be true. So there'd have to be an alternative, which I haven't heard of. Would there be a north and south poles, like all the magnets we use, and like I mean, a lot of animals use like the magnetic poles for migration purposes. So, uh, how would that behave on a disc? I don't know. I've never studied flat Earth science. <sighs> See, that's 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 problem with society. You don't have. We, we need people looking up this research on flat Earth. We need to really get down in the dirt. 
prove once and for all the Earth is flat. What was proven thousands of years ago? That right, the Earth is a sphere. <laughs> we always must prove. You know, it's that saying. I think it's in it's Alice in Wonderland. There's a quote. Luckily, like, science uh, makes reproducible experiments, and things have to be reproducible in order to be believed. So all true. the all the old experiments that proved that the Earth was spherical, you can do them. <laughs> And they'll prove that it's spherical. <laughs> but right. sadly, flat earthers are more reproducible. <laughs> yeah. Much more easily. Yeah, I don't think we're going to rate this. I think we're just going to leave it at um, go do some experiments if you don't believe us. But yeah. for the rest of you, good for you for being a smart person. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of smart people, uh, I was hoping you guys wouldn't mind, but I actually want to shout out uh, one particular person one very smart person that I know. So uh, my girlfriend, Jessica, actually recently finished and presented her thesis on microgrid design based on genetic algorithms. And uh, I just wanted to say, nice job for the scientific community. I'm very proud of you. Good job, Jess. Well done, Jess. Awesome work. That's awesome. Good for her. Did she have to like present in front of like a lot of people or... Uh, like, a fair amount. I really wanted to be there, but uh, unfortunately, I had work and like school stuff. But yeah, no, it was it was really cool. She showed me the whole thing, like the slides and you know, like the actual paper and stuff. Oh man, actually, now that I think about it, we should just have her on as a guest for the show, and she I was can explain. About to ask it. you, yeah, she can <laughs> yeah, be a, a guest star. All right, uh, maybe this is what episode nine. Yeah. We'll try to we'll try to get her for episode ten. All right, <gasps> that'd be awesome. Wow, that's ambitious. Yeah, that's exciting. Or maybe maybe eleven. We'll figure it out. Twelve yeah. at the latest, no later you, than twelve. We need to we need to make a promise to our listeners. <laughs> we don't, if we don't we stand by my word, if yeah. we don't stand by our word, how will they believe us? If I don't right. get this Airbender tattoo, how is anyone going to take me seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way. It's a month since that episode came out, so I don't know when this is going to come out, but time's ticking. That's right. All right. Time for Yahoo's? Uh, yeah. It's let's time for Yahoo's so I can go to bed. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, Jack, in that case, why don't you start? All right. So, went on the Yahoo service, found a good one. It's in <laughs> Science and Mathematics. It says, oh, under bio, why do we eat food? <laughs> Oh, the whole question. That's it? That's why it. Why do we eat food? Why it's do we delicious. eat food? Well, frankly, there's just way too much time in the day. Yeah. And we have to break it up and do something. You gotta break up that monotony. Yeah. You can't just be sitting Normally, around looking at food all day. When I don't eat food for a long time, I start to feel really bad. And eating food is the only thing that makes me feel better again. So I just keep doing it. Yeah, it's actually the best way to suppress hunger. True, true fact. So someone uh, responded and they said, to be happy, but their source was Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that seems legit, man. That seems real legit. I want to see the section where they talk about food equals happiness. In the Bible? <laughs> in the Bible. It's probably in there somewhere. I was going to say that... Uh, you know, I would say it's more of like a habitual thing. You know, you got like a habit and you just got to eat. And it's a problem that we all must face as, you know, living things. And it's a constant struggle. 
So do you think it's a habit that we can break? I think you can. There's a way. If but, I ascend above, you, can I cut out the need to eat entirely? Yeah, yeah. and those are, that's if the true teachings of Magor. and become one with the universe, do you no longer need food? Yeah, you release all your earthly pressure, uh, you know, pressures. Even like Buddhist monks, they still got people to bring them food. Yeah. But if they didn't, they would just, you know, ascend to their final form. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why we have to eat, because if you're so untethered from the earth, if you don't have any food to weigh you down, you're just going to float away. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're, we're actually filled with helium, and if you don't eat, you just float. Yeah. Gra- <laughs> yeah heard it gravity here isn't real. It's just the weight of food holding us all down. <sighs> I thought yeah. it was just the weight of my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> There's no gravity, but food holds you down. Alright, who's up next? Robbie. Uh, I think it's me. So I, I've been sitting on this question for well over a month now. Seriously? Uh, yes. Basically, <laughs> that must have been I had it as a backup. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> I had this as a backup for the last episode, and I ended up going with the other one, but I still like this one, so I wanted to save it. Uh, it's in the astronomy and space section, and it says... Is the story of Icarus a cautionary tale about space travel? Hmm. So to those who don't know uh, or have forgotten, it, the story of Icarus is the story of the man who made uh, wings out of wax and feathers, and he was warned to not fly too close to the sun, otherwise the wax would melt and he would fall. But uh, he didn't listen, and uh, that ended up happening. He's a like Greek mythology, right, Icarus? I believe, yeah. I yeah. was just watching Hercules before we started recording. No way. It's a sign. Yeah. Like, the OG Hercules. The most I'm involved with Icarus is either playing Pit in Smash Bros. or playing Kid Icarus. So, that's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, I my knowledge of Greek myths is very limited. I, I wish I had... Uh, I work with a Latin teacher who's very much into right. Greek and Roman mythology. Greek mythology. All you got to know is that Zeus was a really horny guy. Yeah, and he oh, just okay. had sex with everyone, and that's he really did. where the Greek pantheon of gods comes from. He just has a whole ton of kids, and a lot of problems between the gods are because of his kids. It's really all just Zeus can't keep it in his pants. That's Greek <laughs> mythology. Zeus couldn't keep it in his pants and sibling rivalry. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's that's a, in a nutshell. <laughs> yep. Jealousy, sibling rivalry, overwhelming horniness. That's basically <laughs> Greek mean, mythology in a nutshell. That's the human condition, you know? Yeah. I, fi- I, fi- <laughs> I find that like fascinating about Greek mythology, how like in like Christianity and stuff like God and Jesus are like, perfect. But in Greek mythology they were just like, you know. These gods, they're super flawed. They're just messing everything up, just getting everyone pregnant. It's just a wild ride. And they were like, yeah. you know what? They, we still worship them because they do some good things. But it makes them more human, you yeah. know? They're, they have they're, similar they're characteristics. very human gods. Yeah. I'm going to send you this picture that I remembered from a while ago that I found online. And it kind of, it's like the family tree of Greek uh, gods and you know we kind of always zoom in on like zeus and stuff 
But there were so many gods before Zeus in Greek mythology. Well, there were the yeah. the Titans before Zeus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was Kronos. Yeah. He was like the first one, right? Yeah, he should be. Like the main one. Because he's like Father Time. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely take a look at it when you can. It's very interesting. And I don't think we answered this question at all. <laughs> Do we need to? Wait, yeah, what was, what was the question? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. Is the story of Icarus a cautionary tale about space travel? No. Nah. Yeah, nah. It's just telling you to don't be too ambitious. They didn't yeah, even know the a, Earth was round at that a, point. It's a cautionary tale about just like, yeah. Anything. Not listening to people. Yeah. Just like if you had 16,000 chickens, you know, how many eggs would you have, you know? Yeah. Some so of them gotta, are going to be broken. You got to have Icarus in the back of your mind being like, is 16,000 chickens too many chickens? Am I flying too close to the sun with this? The answer is <laughs> think, yes. Think, exactly. about how many, <laughs> think about how many wings you could make with 1,600 chickens. Oh, man. So many wings. You I could, could just cover myself in wings. Exactly 3,200 wings. How many gallons of barbecue sauce would you need? Mm, that's subjective. Depends on how much barbecue sauce per wing you're talking about. I mean, I like Enough. some saucy wings. It's probably a one-to-one ratio. Yeah, so at least a couple ounces per, per wing. wing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Gallon per wing? I stand, I stand by my statement. <laughs> uh, All right, I got a Yahoo. What is your Yahoo? It's, uh, okay... How rare would it be to find alien mammalia on other planets? Alien No, mammalia. Mammalia. I know, I know <laughs> like, it's a big topic in our podcast, talk about but we're focusing on mammalia. <laughs> so, you know. Hey, as far as I know, <laughs> all we've talked about on the show tonight is beaks. Wait. <laughs> Which was really wait, just... We're not bird. talking... Wait. Oh, I thought we were talking about <laughs> no. birds. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. I'm not a makes biologist. Makes more sense now. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting question, but well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would depend, right? I mean, what we think of a mammal is a very specific set of qualities based on animals that we find, you know, here. But animals could have totally different qualities on other planets. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they it might be some qualities we take as mammal but not all things. Like for example, one part of being mammal is that you're warm-blooded and you give live birth. And it's like, okay, well what if there's an animal that has like all the qualities of a mammal but they lay eggs, kind of like a platypus, but you know, like even yeah, more so. Like a lizard. And then it's Are like, well, a platypus is an alien. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. I mean, everything like, about, from Australia is alien, so... Yeah. 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 That's pretty where they touched down. Australia is just, like, a bunch of aliens that landed there, and they're like, this is our island. <laughs> there's so there's a lot of cute animals, though. My sister went to Australia um, last month, or about a month and a half ago, and she took so many pictures with koalas and quokkas and all that stuff. Kangaroos. It was adorable. I love animals. As do I. Uh, very rare is the answer to that question. 
<laughs> yes, very rare. Yes. Yeah, there's there's other obstacles they'd have to overcome too. You know, rare and even is just rustic. getting to. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even found life yet, let alone mammalia. Yeah. So there's it's a uh, it's a long shot, but yeah, you know it's, it's a long shot. If you threw it far enough, maybe you could turn around and look at you know the flat Earth. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Good. Uh, all right i got i got a question this person wants to know are fingers less sensitive to touch than the rest of the body when i touch my face i feel my fingers on my face more than i feel my face on my fingers (laughs) that goes for any body part my arm my chest whatever why (laughs) have they tried touching their <laughs> I mean, I assume that falls under whatever. Has he I mean, tried he touching it goes his for beak? Any body part, so I doubt they're. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of nerves down there. Yeah, I found this question really interesting because as soon as I read it, I just started feeling myself. I was like, I was just about I to say, is anyone else right now? Or can I feel? God, guys, <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not my. <laughs> It's the rest of me. <laughs> the other parts. Uh, yeah. Guys, I think I got it. The bottom of your feet, like where the ball of your foot is, there. Oh, yeah. If you're at home and you're touching your bottom of your foot right now. That's right. Respect. You're, you're very impressionable. <laughs> but as long as you're not driving, <laughs> don't be doing that. On the freeway? Oh, hold on. I'm going to take my shoe off. Speaking of taking shoe off, also I found a really another good one. All right, this person wants to know: Is there a better way to do maths? I currently use the fingers and toes method, counting from <laughs> one to ten on my fingers and eleven to twenty on my toes, then resetting, adding whatever to twenty. Is there an easier way? As my final exam is coming up, and I want to wear <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no what subject is he taking i assume i assume it's a man yeah math but like uh, i'm just picturing this guy's in like advanced trig and he's like i want to wear shoes during my final dude just wear wear some sandals wear some birkenstocks that that was the top answer i suggest you wear open-toed shoes (laughs) or vibrams (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, vibrams. Um, Was the question asking about the the easiest way, just or like another way, a better way to do math, a better way, a okay, better, better way. way, blue apron, than a better using way, to fingers cook. and toes. <laughs> hey, actually, I got blue apron. I'm starting that. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. What do you? It's solid. <laughs> hey, blue apron. You're a podcast sponsor. Rubbing <laughs> <laughs> at you now. You're a, you're a feasible sponsor. <laughs> You want us Are you to looking talk for your products? Hit us up. Yeah, Michael Phelps sponsors or uh, is a spokesman for them. They could also have us. That's right. right. Do you want a Blue Apron? Are you looking for a podcast with a very small listener base and can't yeah. upload on a regular schedule? Well, do we have a deal for you? <laughs> it's Michael Phelps not meeting your spokesman needs. Have you ever considered for ex college roommates? With a very narrow listener base. (laughs) Do you want to make your product sound less appealing? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no. If we, if we, okay, this is a promise to anyone who might sponsor us in the future. If we get a sponsor, we are going to pimp the shit out of that product. Oh, yeah. I'm actually, sorry, Jack. I know I swore. That's okay. Yeah, you're probably going to edit this one. I actually, I can talk about some of the products because, I mean, I have them. Yeah. Tell what are you what you making? Yeah, so with it. the other day I made these white cheddar cheeseburgers with are we balsamic doing glazed right now? onion. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it ass. So we're we're doing really blue apron a little preview of what could yeah, be. This is what it could be. With roasted potatoes. But the other day I had General Tao's chicken with bok choy and jasmine rice. And I think tomorrow I think I'm gonna do the Florentine roasted pork. With salsed verde and sautéed vegetables. So, yeah. Oh, God. My beak is so wet. I think I'm going to cook the pickled haggis. <laughs> they also have a with wine the, the side of uh, puffin deal, beak. <laughs> For all Whoa. those puffin Hold carcasses. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. What were you saying? They also have a wine selection as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so my shipments comes on Saturday, so I'm going to get super drunk. <laughs> we just lost that deal. <laughs> you gotta add no, you're, blue apron you're letting our viewers know how good the wine is. Blue Apron, a better way to eat. <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, Matt reminded me, when, did we, when do we want to do a drunk episode? Because I know we talked about that. Wait, are you guys sober? I mean, I've been sipping whiskey this whole time. But... <laughs> Come on, man. I got a nice glass of water here. I only drink Next, when I'm driving. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Stay hydrated. Blue apron. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Drink, yeah. drink whiskey in the car. Blue apron. <laughs> a better way to drive. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think we locked that down, guys. Good work. Yeah. We got that one on lock. Yeah. Alright, now that we've burned that bridge, <laughs> do we want to wrap up? Please. I'm going to fall. I'm going to pass out. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, our episode tonight. We are, of course, Apartment 5. Uh, if you need more Apartment 5 in your life, just go to the following URLs and we'll uh, we'll hook you up. Uh, if you want to see a list of all of our episodes, you can go to SoundCloud, uh, bit.ly forward slash Apartment 5 Podcast. I should note that for all the things I'm going to list, it uses the number 5, not the written out form of 5. So that's bit.ly forward slash Apartment 5 Podcast. We are on Facebook. Uh, if you search Apartment 5 Podcast, we should be the first thing that pops up. We are on Twitter at apt5podcast. Uh, if you want to send us an email, if you have a story you want us to talk about, uh, you have a Yahoo answer you want to share, uh, you want to keep my skin that of a baby and pristine, uh, email us at apartment5podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, thanks to James Wegman of Wegman Studios for making our logo for us. Uh, thank you to DJ Quads for our theme song, Fun Time. And if you enjoyed, leave a review, share with your friends. Do you guys want to add anything else? Um, the earth is round. The earth is round. I think. Spherical. Round. We'll have to run some right, tests. Well, I think we'll have to run some tests. So in the meantime, 
That was a podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.